Blog Talk Radio. January 23rd, 2-3-2019, and uh, I'll just do a quick intro. You know, this guy, Matt Buckland, over in England, he's got a very popular blog, and on Twitter, his name is El Satanico. I don't know how he gets away with having a, a, a name with Satan in it, and he's dealing with the public, but maybe because he's in England, that's okay, I don't know. Anyway, he did this long rant today about these prima donna sorcerers and i want to share with you just a bit of his information he says there's sorcerers who are so vain vain v-a-i-n that they're not interested in finding ordinary candidates that's too easy no they are just wrapped up in the magic of their own technique he says they're like fitness instructors actually i'm saying this he didn't say it they're like those fitness instructors who don't want you to work on your major muscle groups that's too boring right they would rather have you do an exercise that works some small muscle that is really hard to get at like that's going to help you right they're like people who never take the elevator because it's just too easy they'd rather walk up 10 flights of stairs yeah his advice is not to work with these guys go with the normal people instead right but how do you identify them pretty easy says matt he says as the candidate no in the in the sorry i'm flubbing my lines when the candidate comes in for an interview the guy who wants to be a sorcerer don't ask him about what tools he uses or, you know, his fancy techniques and how he goes after purple squirrels. Ask him how many hires he made, how many searches he worked on, and what were the results. That's all you're interested in. Okay? Now, Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal Show! You know, since Jerry started singing on the weekends with his own group, I just think it's something's happened. It's taken away the special flavor that he used to bring to this show. I mean, he's still good, but you know, maybe, maybe the thrill is gone. No, maybe it isn't. Spice I, it up. No, no, spice I like it. A it when, bit. Give me something different. Yeah, okay, okay spice up. it up. Try it. I wouldn't mind. Spice okay. it up. Do it. Do whatever you we'll, can. Okay. Okay. We'll. We'll. we'll uh, I'll see you in the green room. Yeah, okay. We'll anyway, out. I want to thank my sponsors before we get going, Jerry. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T. You know, there's some people in England who don't know how to say H. They say H. It sounds so low class. Smarten up, you English people, okay? This is Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and finally, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife, 
of Recruiting Software. They're the sponsors, and you'll hear from me talking about them again. Our guest today is a guy from Wisconsin. It must be cold there because it's cold here. Casey Drengler. Let me spell that for you because that's his uh, Twitter name as well. C-A-S-E-Y Drengler. D-R-E-N-G-L-E-R. And I think I made it sound more complicated than it is. Casey Drengler, how are you? Good, freezing here in Wisconsin, like negative 50 with the wind chill today. Yeah, what's it, what is it without the wind chill? Plus 30? Negative Come on, they just 21. like. Minus 21? Yeah, right minus? now it's minus 21. It was minus okay, 23 cool. when I got yeah, out. That's cool. That's Fahrenheit, too. That's Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's, that's cold. Okay. Yep, okay. Fahrenheit. Okay, okay. So I, I'm just going to get right to work with you. You manage All right. 10 recruiters. Am I right about that? Yeah. And are they all remote? All in different cities, all around, all across Wisconsin. Two are in the same office as I am. Uh, the rest are all over the place. Okay, but there's a lot of, uh, there's, you know, I, I have a, a group on Facebook that posts, you know, uh, jobs for recruiters and sourcers, and uh, there's a lot of them that demand on-site presence by the recruiter and the sourcer. Uh, you're obviously not afraid of that. What's the difference between a, a sorcerer who works out of his or her own uh, kitchen table or basement and someone who works in, in-house? What's what's up? What's going What's the so Why are people – you tell me. Go ahead. Oh, so, sorry. At, um, at my company, we all work out of an office. There are just multiple offices across Wisconsin, um, so we don't yeah. have any recruiters that work from home. On my last position, we all worked from home. What's the difference? Um, I think it makes sense to work from home. I really enjoy working from home. I think I'm actually more productive. Uh, some people say that they get distracted, they got other stuff, they want to do the dishes um, or whatever, but I think it works. I'm actually a fan of that. And Most of my recruiters are working from home today because of the weather. Uh-huh. But what about the relationship and the, you know, the, the proximity? That proximity means physical closeness everybody that the proximity to the hiring manager and the team that you're recruiting for uh if you lose that uh physical closeness they're, they're not down the hall you can't just walk in there and chat with them is that different does that take away anything it does um but i think with better technology better conference tools like uh work um i like workplace and also zoom we can get on calls together and i try to have some FaceTime in person at least every couple of weeks with each recruiter. Uh huh. And and when you say workplace, what's that? It's uh, workplace is owned by Facebook. Um, it's base essentially a Facebook page uh, with some other tools where you have like a group chat um, just within your company. And you have to pay for that? No, right now it's free. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There you might guys be a premium edition. Okay, you guys use it. A lot extensively is that was that what you're telling me yeah okay do you have any dedicated sources in those 10 people yeah, like dude, we're gonna have to pep this up here man i'm already well, i'm already say, say out. Something. Go ahead. yeah it's dead go ahead say something Spice no, it I, up. Just, I don't even know what we're talking about i already you know i went went to casey's linkedin page and uh, next thing you know i faded out and i'm back over on my recruiting group recruiters who actually make placements it's it's a closed group, so you can't just get in. Like you have to be a recruiter making placements. 
But I'm yeah. over I'm okay. over there now, and I bring me back, pull me back in, animal, do something. Well, why don't you do something yourself? Ask him a I, question, okay? I do have a question, Casey. Go for it. Why do you only stay at your jobs barely two years, normally one year? What's going on? Why are you a restless soul? What are you not finding? Sure. So I left my, um, well, I only have my professional experience. I don't have my previous jobs because it's even worse than what my LinkedIn shows. So I'm not sure. No, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> so starting when I worked at Ronstad down in the Chicago suburbs, I left that position um, to move back to Wisconsin to get married. Um, then I was at Robert Half. I left Robert Half when I had my first child so I could work from home, um, start my own company, Westby. Um, so Robert Half wouldn't let years. you work from home? They didn't have that kind of flexibility? No, they wouldn't. I asked them. They said no. So I, and I was making them lots of money. So I figured I could do this. Were well, you making a lot of stuff. placements at uh, Ashley Furniture up there in Appleton, Wisconsin? Nope. They weren't a client. Really? No. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I didn't do any recruiting for Ashley Furniture. Hmm. That's crazy. Okay. But Sorry about that. Glad to so you're, you're, you're knocking it out of the park for Robert Half, and you had a baby. And yeah. they said, no, we are not going to offer any flexibility. Get out of here. So you went to work for yourself. Yeah, yeah. made pretty good money doing that. Got an offer from a firm in, out of Michigan who wanted to get a footprint in Wisconsin. Um, so I, it was a pretty good offer, so I sold the company, and then I accepted the job at Homes for Independent Living where I'm at today. Hold you on a second. You sold. Hold on. You sold it. You were just a one-person recruiter, weren't you? No. Well, I was at the beginning, and then I ended up hiring um, a couple. Ended up with two W-2 employees, and I worked with some 1099 um, contractors as well. Uh huh. And and so you had your they own were recruiters, or had consultants working? What? Oh, sorry, I didn't catch that question. The uh, the people that worked for you at Westby LLC, they were recruiters. Yeah, they're recruiters. I did all the sales myself. Okay. Um, I tried hiring a couple of salespeople, but that didn't work out. So I just, um, and that was part of the problem with growing was that I was working too much in the business rather than on it. Um, so I had trouble scaling it. But um, yeah, I just hired recruiters to help me fill the positions I was bringing in. Okay, why why didn't the salespeople you hired work out? What was wrong with it? So you you're working out of your own home in your own recruiting firm, you've got two other recruiters working out of their homes. Is that the scenario? Yeah, that was most of the time okay. we were there. Yeah, and how come, and so you were able to sell your business to clients, but you couldn't hire anybody who could do it for you. Why not? What's the problem? It was, well, I couldn't offer much of a base salary, um, so it was mostly commission, um, so that was a struggle. Um, I hired, tried hiring one salesperson, and it just didn't work out with him. Um, and I could, I don't know, I just found it was too easy to do sales myself rather than hire someone else to do it. Yeah. Which, looking back, was probably a mistake. But um, no, no, you didn't have the money. I've did. taken that same road. You're, you're not alone, believe me. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't have the money to hire a good salesperson. That sounds like the problem. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I couldn't pay Even if you do have the money to hire a good salesman, they all still suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's and true. And I you history. didn't have the money to hire a good salesperson because you still would have wasted more money. I, I've, 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 I've tried it numerous different ways. Uh-huh. So, so you, you couldn't, 
you couldn't bring in a new salesperson to up your sales, so you were able to sell your company. I don't know how did that happen. Yeah, well, I posted for sale um, online. I got a person who contacted me. We negotiated. We made a deal, and it was pretty straightforward. So what, what did they the buy though? Person, what was he buying from you? What was he buying if you left the company? The two recruiters. My two. What was he? The, yep, the two recruiters and all of the contact information, all the info um, that we had built up. Mm. All the contracts were reassigned to the to his company. Oh, so and, oh, he was already he was a recruiter already himself. Yeah, he had a um, healthcare staffing firm based in Michigan, uh-huh. and he wanted to get okay. into the IT space. Okay, Jerry, have you heard enough about that? Jerry, have you heard enough no, about that? No, I, I want... find this interesting. I, I, I wouldn't presume to ask what someone paid for your uh, couple of signed fee agreements and two W-2 commissioned recruiters, but I sure would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying? Not, not enough to retire. Yeah. So, so how is not... that going for the guy or gal that bought – the Jerry, they all, that person already well. had a business. He just absorbed it into his existing business. I'm asking how it's going now. They're getting lots of requisitions. Um, I, I still follow the new company is Vital Tech, um, and I still follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn, and they're getting plenty of requisitions. So um, I, I don't know revenue, obviously, but looks like they're huh. doing well. Okay, well, let's ask the obvious question. Jerry hasn't asked it. If you were doing so well at your own business as a as an agency recruiter, why did you go corporate? Well, there's a few answers. Part of it that I was sick of staffing. It seemed to be the same thing every single day, um, and I couldn't seem to come up with a good way to scale the business. Um, so, sorry, my daughter's daycare was canceled. So you might hear her in the background here. We love children. Who's got, who's got, Not a problem yeah. at all. Who is We've it? all been there. Who is it? Well, animal Harry Cooks, I bet you it's 619. Let me check. Yeah. Okay. No, it isn't. So somebody's kid is still talking on the show. Yeah, that's mine. The yeah, daddy, I, man. Oh, it's my your daughter's care was canceled because of the weather, so I was keeping her home today. Okay. So, Jerry, go ahead. Finish asking him what you want to talk about. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. Okay. Okay, so you sold your business. You like working in this company better, okay? So you say that you apply agile principles using a scrum yeah. framework framework to recruiting. Come on, translate that for me. What does it mean? Well, it's your, it's your favorite word, cadence. Um, basically, it's because it gets very monotonous for the recruiters doing the same thing day after day. Um, calling people, interviewing. Hold on. So so what, of, you, and does anybody else hear that interference? I hear something. I'm trying. I it's just an echo coming of off of Casey's. Uh, is it? Is it your? Off, is off it your everybody. kids? There's an echo. Okay. Hello. I don't think Hello. Hello. Area code two one zero. I thought that was. I thought that was Michael G. Cox. No. I, that's that's where it was. Yeah. Hey, is that Kathy? Yeah. How are you Hi, feeling? Kathy. Hi. I'm. 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 I'm okay. Okay. Good. Oh, thank. Thank you. Okay. So, what are you saying? What What are your agile principles? Cadence just means I learned last week that you just have regular meetings with the hiring manager during the course of the search. Am I right about that? 
Kind of. Um, basically, what we try to do is we try to break up um, things in like three-week sprints. Uh, so we'll have certain goals that we want to reach within three weeks. Uh, we'll have daily, just quick 15-minute meetings with the whole team. Um, and we ask, the framework that we follow is we ask three questions. What did you do yesterday to move the sprint forward? What will you do no, today no, well, to move the sprint slow forward? Slow down. What are the three All questions? Right. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah. What are the three questions? Uh, what did you do yesterday to move the sprint forward? What will you do today to move the sprint forward? And what obstacles are getting in your way? What's a sprint? It's a period of time. Uh, for us, we like to do it every, make it three weeks, where we have certain objectives that we try to reach within a limited amount of time. Okay. And so who are you asking these questions to? The other recruiters? Yep, the recruiters. We all get on a morning Okay, so a scrum call. is just your meeting, right? Yeah. And the agile principles are just these three questions. Is that right? No, the agile principles, There's um, it's based off of a book doing twice the work in half the time. Yeah? Yeah, there's a little more to it than that, Animal. It's like well, a Well, why don't you deal. tell me, Jerry? Fill me in. Someone help me. Come on. <laughs> I'm not an agile trainer, but most – most software development companies that I recruit for use the agile methodology, so I understand somewhat of what Casey is describing. And I think it's pretty interesting, Casey, that you're implementing that in a recruiting function. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, but Jerry, you don't know what the lean, the you don't know what the agile principles are. You can't it's just say it's it's. it's you're not going to corner me on not being an agile coach, dumbass. You're placing these people. I figure you at least know what the agile principles are. This guy can't state them to me, and he's using them. The first time I've learned Seriously, man. That was yeah, good. Basically, it's like cre creating self-organizing teams, um, iterating through, like, sorry, I haven't had my coffee yet this morning. Um but it's basically continuous improvement, um, breaking your work up into small sprints to achieve certain objectives, face-to-face um, -face communication. Three weeks is not a small sprint. Your whole search should be completed by then, shouldn't it? We we do high-volume recruiting, so it's not really finding like a handful of positions. That okay, sorry. What kind of people are you? What kind? Of, you're you're with a you're you're working with a, a, a extended care homes or so, or senior citizens residences. What what's the business? Yeah, adult family homes. Basically, what's we have that? homes for people with developmental disabilities. So basically, we hire a high volume. We hire over about a thousand people a year. Um, uh -huh. Caregivers to take care of people with disabilities, are usually uh -huh. in a home that we own, occasionally in a home that they own. Okay. And how do that's you find those people? Turnover, too? That's a very high turnover occupation. Very high turnover. Yeah. yeah. We lose one-third of the people that we hire within the first 90 days. Yeah, I would think. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, we lose another okay. third. And how do you find those people? Where are you find, you're not finding them on LinkedIn, are you? No, no, we don't. LinkedIn doesn't work for us. We, our big three sources are Indeed, um, Facebook, and ZipRecruiter. Do you do background checks on these people? Yeah, we do. How extensive? Sorry, what's that? How, How extensive are the background, background checks? Check. What's in the background I'm, check? I'm not sure. We have a full-time dedicated person that does the background checks for us in-house, um, so I don't know what the cost I would think per that background would be... check breaks down to. 
I would think that would be your number one priority in so many for so many reasons. Yeah. And you do. actually Kathy, sorry, think. Kathy, let me interrupt. Is your son living in that kind of residence? Yeah. Okay, so Kathy knows something about this business. Yeah. Yeah, we run okay. um criminal background check, sex offender background check, um drive check. There's a lot of it's pretty thorough background check we run on everyone. Okay, and so you're on... having such a high turnover rate. I mean, I would think the background check alone should, you know, eliminate a lot of that. Should eliminate the high turnover rate? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it the pay? Is it the – what is it? Yeah, I'm sure pay is a big part of it. Um, it's hard work. It's not for everyone. We're trying – one of our biggest focuses is improving retention, trying to bring down that turnover um, we, we're actually more competitive. We pay it higher than average, but it's just it's just not work for everyone. It really burns people out. It's hard to do. It's emotionally draining. Okay, hold on a drain. second. So let's say hold on. Let's say the the HR manager, whoever your you know boss is, says we want to increase in, in, increase retention and we want the recruiters to help us do that. How does that translate into uh, your efforts? <laughs> To increase retention. Think about it for a second. Let yeah. me do an ad. Let me do an ad first, okay? We're getting into the right. show. Now, also, look, Jerry's blaming me for the show being kind of flat. I'm going to blame you. Talk in a more peppy way, okay? Pep it up a bit. I know it's cold there, but you know, put some uh, fire under you. Okay? I can't. I can't sustain it myself. I'm not that good. Okay. Hey, oh, everybody. Yes, everybody knows that. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. Well, I have to beg you to help. You're you're getting paid, and you don't do anything. Hey, everybody, it's a recruiting Speaking animal here for PC. <laughs> for PC recruiter. <laughs> you are my favorite. You know, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> PC recruiter. <laughs> PC recruiter has this feature. I told you about it before, but you know what? You have to tell people things again and again. Uh, what does it take? A hundred touches in order to have something sink in. Anyway, this feature I'm going to tell you about is called the candidate presentation feature. You uh, set up this page to profile your candidate, and you control all of the different fields and elements on that page because there's one thing about PC Recruiter that I want you to know. It is configurable. They don't tell you how to work. You tell them. You impose your own uh, preferences on this software. That's its major virtue. Anyway, so you set up this page. You send an email to your client. It contains a link to the page, to the profile page of the candidate you want them to see. It's got your branding on it. It displays the data that you want the can uh, client to see. Once they look at it, you can put up a, a rating system like stars. They click on the star. I like this candidate. I'm going to give four stars or five stars, right? They can put comments in there. All of that information is saved in the candidate file, okay? So why don't you just go check it out at pcrecruiter.net. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you, okay? Back to the guest. The, the HR manager or the president of the company, I don't know who you're reporting to, says, hey, Casey, look, we're losing 30, 33% of the people you hire for us every year. Okay, can't you hire better people? Can't you help hire people that you know are going to stick around? And what do you say? Let's see. So, for as far as retention, improving our onboarding, 
um, experience for the candidates, improving our customer service has been a big theme for this whole for 2018 and also for 2019. Um, so just making sure their first impression of the company is good. We're also doing quality checks. Um, so the recruiter is calling the candidate like a week or two weeks after they begin working and just saying, hey, how's it going? Is the position, would you expect it? Um, did we describe it to you um, well enough? Do you have any surprises? Just to kind of judge how we're doing as far as recruiters and making the match. And also we have um, over 100 different facilities of different homes across Wisconsin, um, and each home is very different. So we need, we need to know if we're making the right match with the person for the program. Okay, so what about these follow-up calls? Were you making calls like that before you were involved in this specific business? We, I don't know if you were Robert Half, were you placing yeah. accountants? Or, yeah, so you, you generally were making follow-up calls to, can, to candidates who got hired anyway. Is that, is that what you yeah. were doing? And yeah, and if, I even brought you... the language from Robert Half. We call them quality checks of Robert Half, and we call the same thing okay. here. So when you do a quality check and the candidate's been there two or three weeks and says, you know what, Casey, I'm not happy here, what do you do? Why Why aren't you happy here? We figure out what the problem is. Um, one of my recruiters, Mark, he does, he's the best at this. He saves multiple people from quitting. And often it's really simple stuff like um, a benefits question or um, the schedule is just not working for me. So instead of quitting, we can find them a different program where the schedule would be a better fit, um, or we help them out, we point them in the right direction to help them out with their benefit, or whatever the issue might be. It's often not complicated. Okay, but what about the manager? Do you follow up with this person's manager as well yeah. and say, how do you like yeah. the person we placed with you? You've been working with her for three months now. Yeah, and our, our managers and supervisors are very good at giving us feedback, whether um, so they're, that's not the issue. Uh, okay. Okay, so you're using job boards primarily. So what are you guys doing? Your main job is just sorting through resumes? Pretty much, yeah. We get in, in the bigger cities in Milwaukee, um, we get plenty of people just from Indeed, um, and then also ZipRecruiter and Facebook as our second and third sources. Uh, in the smaller towns, we have to do a lot more proactive um, recruiting. We've got to cold call people, search career builders, ZipRecruiter, the resume databases. We'll even post ads in newspapers. Um, we'll post we'll rip off flyers, so we'll get very creative in small towns. Well, you um, you post flyers. But, do you go you go out uh, and to the telephone poles and, and the supermarkets yourself and and, and pin these uh, sheets of paper up to the cork boards and things like that. Yeah, we've done that before. And do they work? Especially in some in the really small communities, uh, those things actually they still work. Okay, so you're not necessarily working for looking for skilled people. You'll take anybody and train them. Is that yeah. someone who could be a cashier at the supermarket? Yeah, so it's funny you really... say that. Last time we were, I actually I've tried recruiting people cashiers at the supermarket before. Uh huh. And that's what's so scary about that industry because they will take anybody. We do provide full comprehensive training to everyone. Um, so yeah, but the between perks. the background checks and the training and hiring a cashier from Safeway, I mean, it just it scares me as, as a consumer. Yeah, it's seeing it from this side of it, um, how it works. But we do provide, okay. you know, often what happens, for the reason we, we have turnover is we offer all this training to people. They go through all their training, and then they quit, and they get jobs somewhere else. 
Yeah. Well, then what do you okay. what do you do to prevent that? I mean, are you competitive? He, he told us already. Race? He does these quality checks. He does the follow up calls. He does a better onboarding. Those are the two but techniques. Honestly, don't you think that retention is in this scenario definitely equated with hourly rate? Yeah, that's a factor. Um, although we do have some data on that. We 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 rose our wages last year um, <coughs> twice. We're looking at raising them again this year. Um, every time we raise our wages, it hasn't made a difference with the retention. We haven't seen a correlation with that, so we have some pretty good data. <coughs> Sorry, what about pronouns? Are they a big issue for you? When you meet somebody, do you say, hi, my name is Casey. Nice to meet you. The pronouns I use are he. Lori told us that this is how you're supposed to talk. The pronouns no, I use are he, him, and his. How about you? Do you do that? I've never had an issue with that. Oh, God. No? My son told me I had to use they. So if there's no you had to use they for the they. singular. You had to use a plural pronoun for a singular. Tell him to go back to school, okay? He is in school, but that's, if you don't want to be gender specific, you have to use they. You know what? There's nothing wrong with being gender specific, okay? Just sometimes use the masculine, sometimes Wait use the feminine. Wait a minute now. Kate Hudson, I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. What? It's not even going to uh, – they're going to leave the baby's gender up to the baby once the baby is of age to decide. So they aren't, they aren't even saying boy or girl for their little baby. They they don't want to impose that on their baby. Uh-huh. I'm surprised that hasn't been the headline in Recruiters Online. I'd love that, to that be that. That would be a good, uh, yeah. good topic for you. You know what I'm talking about? Am I the only person that heard that story? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, 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 Casey Jones, the the uh, you know the questions that I normally ask people, a lot of them are not uh, obviously appropriate to to your business. Like I like to ask these days, do you use psychological assessments? Do you guys do that? Because actually, that might be very important in your business more than any kind of technical training. Just hire a nice person. It's, do you do psych tests? No, we don't have any type of psych test. That's an interesting interesting idea, though. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So when I well, we usually ask people, you know, how do you approach people? How do you build rapport when you, you know, first meet them? That's that not an issue for you, is it? Do you do interview people? Yeah, we interview people by psych. When you said psych test, I was imagining like a formalized. Um, yeah, oh, that's what I was talking about. Disagree. Now I'm moving on okay. to another question. Okay, I'm All saying right. when you interview somebody. Well, the thing is, usually when we call people, you know, we cold call them. We we get in touch with people who don't know us. And we want them to like us right away so they won't hang up the phone, okay? So I usually ask people, how do you build rapport? Or, you know, how do you get them to read your email? That's not even relevant in your business, is it? No, we have people that don't know how to use a computer that work for us. Uh-huh. So what about what, amazing. What about when you were at Robert Half? Did you have any special techniques then? How did you approach people? Uh, was it cold calls? Was it emails? What were you doing back then? Since you yeah, told us about, you were a star, you were a good performer. How, how did you build rapport? What did you do? Find something in their background um, on their LinkedIn page. Like I recently, one person I talked to had an MBA from Smartly, and I was just asking questions around that about their experience with Smartly since it's a non-accredited MBA. Um, just anything in their background that we might be able to relate to. Um, at Robert Half, we use. There's one method that we use 
um, to overcome objections, the feel felt found method um, that gave us a nice framework. What was it? Sorry, there's this this noise in the background. I can't make out really what's going on. I can't. What method? I'm going to write that down. That's that's a good one. I haven't. What was it, Jerry? Don't let Jerry, Jerry, tell me what did he say, okay? What did he say? The, the, The feel felt found objection uh, overcoming tactic. Yep. Is that what you're talking about, Animal? Somebody brings yeah, what up was their it? concern. And what are we talking about here? Somebody says, I don't want the job. And... It could be anything. Usually it's the bigger stuff. It's, it's a way to identify, empathize, suggest a solution, and help the candidate continue moving forward. It's called sales, man. How do you do that? To Casey, exactly. I, I'm, I'm lost. Casey, what are we talking about here? Can you can you elaborate? Like if I'm trying to sell you something, it could be anything, um, and you give me some objection, um, and I say, I totally understand how you feel, so I empathize with you. Um, other people have felt the same way, um, putting you in a category with your peers, and then I finish with what they found was, um, and then it just then I give whatever would overcome that objection. Um, what they found was they were more happy with the selection or they felt they got more value in the long run. Um, so feel found method. Yeah, so it's it's actually just a, a line. It's not a sincere way to solve someone's problem. Oh, it's not a line? Oh, man. So you have to fill in the blanks with something that's right. sincere. I mean, let's, let's use uh, drive time as an example. The lady said... Uh, yeah, it's it's like an extra ten minutes. It's it's maybe two, maybe it's twice the drive that you know. Right now I'm driving ten miles. That's twenty. You say yeah. You know uh, I I know how you feel. Um, a lot of people have felt that drive time is kind of a big deal, but what they found is that it's more important to be spending your eight or nine professional hours a day yeah. in a place that's promoting and training you than it is to worry about a few minutes extra drive each day. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there as a quick off-the-cuff example, but it's a very sound approach, animals, not a lie. Okay. Not I, at all. I, that sounded good. That sounded good. Someone's I know it sounded kids. good. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. I said it. Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm going to do an ad, okay? Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for HoneIt, H-O-N-E-I-T. You know, HoneIt is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. You know, when you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own Voice. It speaks volumes, and you can't Wonder get that from Wonder where they got the idea for it. <laughs> yeah, not from you, I don't think. You can yeah, get they did. <laughs> Most certainly did. I was the first person to do this. Yeah, but they didn't know at the time. Jerry, this is an ad, okay? You're not oh, supposed oh, to, sorry about that. You're not supposed yeah, no, to. I'm, it sounds good. I've never heard anything like this. But I'll say something. You came up with that idea years ago as well, and you weren't able to take it to market properly, okay? So yeah, I realize that. Are. You want to know why? You want to know why? Recruiters are yeah. lazy asses. Can't even hit a damn button. Oh, okay, well. 
they've set it up differently than no, no. They set it up differently than you did, right? The the candidate and the recruiter call into a website, and he, mm-hmm. it's very easy to very that easy to manage great. everybody. A lot better and when than you, the idea I had. Yeah, this, when you, this, it is, this might when work. you share. When you share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, and, you know, Jerry's complaining, but he's really endorsing this idea because he thinks it's fantastic. It speaks volumes, and you can't get that from a restaurant. I wonder who came up with it. (laughs) You can't get that. You can't get that. I'm telling you, if you're looking for a spokes model, I'm, I'm no longer under contract with anybody. I'm a free agent. They should call okay. me. Let me finish the ad. Okay. You can't get the same kind of feeling from a dry resume or a report. Okay. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit IT. H O N E I T. And look, if you like reading better than listening, it automatically translates the interview into uh, a transcript and you can search it for keywords take out bits and pieces pass them around to anybody on the hiring team last week's guest another guest two weeks ago she loves it and uh there we go hone it is designed by recruiters for recruiters back to our good friend casey casey jones drangler your middle name's not jones by any chance is it no it's not Okay. You do you know what a net promoter score is, Casey? Isn't that where out of scale of ten you score like a nine or a ten? Or is that eight, nine or a ten then you're net promoter? No, you could score anything. You just go to somebody who you've been okay. dealing with. It could be the, the candidate, could be the client, and you say, Look, uh I wanna measure your experience as a client or a customer or someone who dealt with me. Uh, sorry, Can you yeah, give me Who's doing that? Who's talking there? Who's talking? You're on a show, okay? It's not 210 again, okay? Okay, okay, Okay. Michael G. Cox. Anyway, you get a rating of 1 to 10. You're looking for a rating, so you don't do it. Obviously, if you don't know what it is, you you don't do it. Michael G. Cox, you got any questions for this guy? No, this has been interesting. Why? What's interesting about it? Well, I mean, you, it, it kind of proves that you don't have to be this bombastic, um, you know, crazy loud individual to go out and make this happen. The guy, the guy okay. is doing, you know, he, he's making making placements. Yeah, and he's and he's kind of low key. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Unlike me, unlike me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. So do you, would you take that as a compliment, Casey, that you could have sort of a bland personality and still make money? I would, I say bland personality. <laughs> I would agree with his assessments that, um, yeah, I've always considered myself being an introvert who's always ended up doing jobs that are considered more for an extrovert. And uh-huh. I've been always in the top 10 to 25% of, um, at Robert Half at Ronstadt, wherever I've been. It seems to work for me. Uh-huh. And so yeah, you're even good at sales. Shocking animal. I think the only reason that that is shocking to anyone is this infatuation that we have with that type A personality that doesn't shut up and really doesn't listen. It doesn't work. What do you what are you talking about that? Where 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 do you get the idea that <laughs> Where do you get the idea that there's a fascination, a general fascination with the uh loud fast talker? I deal with sales hiring managers all the time. 
And, and they like, they prefer, that's what they're looking for? That's what impresses them in an interview, Mike? That's what they think they need. And what do they really need? A guy like Casey? Well, they need somebody that can speak intelligently, not saying that type A's do not, but we have a tendency to have too much to say and not listen enough. So often we'll have a, a let's say, a type A personality individual that struggles with listening comes back to the office after having had a great meeting with a prospective client and comes back and talks about it and then says, okay, so what are their needs? What is their current situation? And they're blank. So I, I've seen that happen quite a bit. Okay, Casey, do you consider yourself to be somebody who examines, the rather than push a job or a candidate, first you examine the needs of the uh, of the target? Yeah, I try very, I'm not perfect at this, but I try very hard to be an active listener to really understand what the other side is saying. And I always take notes during meetings. Um, so yeah, I do try my best to really understand their situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see. So what kind of people were you recruiting when you were at Robert Half, by the way? Mostly accounting and finance. <laughs> uh-huh. And then you, did With you do, do the same admin. people? The same people when you were on your own? No, I was doing IT. Really? How did you make that switch? What did you know about IT that you could, you know, when you were isolated by yourself without any other people to help you, uh, how did you deal with, uh, how did you pick up an IT job? Well, I didn't know anything about when, when I started, but what I did was I learned by interviewing people. Um, for example, when I, this is kind of how I got introduced to Scrum. When I was, I got a job um, requisition from a company in the Chicago suburbs for a Scrum Master, and I had no idea what a Scrum Master was. So I Googled top 10 questions for Scrum Masters, um, got a few, kind of copy and pasted a few different questions, and I learned about it by interviewing these Scrum Masters. So when you go, so this is, I'd like to spend the rest of the interview on just what you've been talking about right now. I think it's fantastic. Now, the thing is, how did you pick up, how did you get somebody to give you a search that you didn't even know anything about? You must have sounded like an idiot. How did you get the search? (laughs) Well, I I knew the guy from back when I worked at Ronstadt, and I was back when I was doing more office administrative searching, um, and he was also a former Ronstadt um, staffing consultant. So I already had the relationship with him. He trusted me. Um, so he's willing to give me a stab at it. Okay. So you had help. You had the client was willing to help you and trust you. Okay. You got a break. You got a break. Yeah, That's I did get happened. a break on that one. Yep. Okay. And so when you called up, when you, when you, how did you find your your scrum masters through LinkedIn? At that time, no. Um, I wasn't using LinkedIn as much as I could have um, back then. I. This is a few years ago. Um, I believe it's mostly like Indeed. Um, I'm not sure whether job. I might have been using Career Builder as well. And you were actually getting these these good IT people, good IT people through job boards. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Nowadays, okay. were, like you today, using, was, were you using the resume bank, or were they applying for your your job postings? Both. Really? Okay, and once you got these people, let's say you were using the resume. Well, these guys were actively looking, so so that put you in a better position. They were hungry. 
uh, and so they were willing to talk to you. Is that the case, or did people talk to you and, and feel like, this guy doesn't understand me? Did they lose faith in you? How did you get them to want to deal with you when you didn't know the first thing about their jobs? Yeah, well, I get all the above. Some people are very receptive. I had one guy laugh at me. So um, what what really helped, though, was I knew the right questions to ask. Um, I read some blogs. I read about what these positions actually entailed. Um, I found out. So although I didn't know what I was talking about, if they would have been asking me the questions, I knew which questions to ask them. I'd ask, how have you used a burn-down chart in the past? And they, they'd break it down for me, how they've used a burn-down chart, for example. I had no idea what a burn-down chart was before I started interviewing people about it. Um, so I just learned from the interview, uh, people interviewing with me. Uh-huh. And how did you assess the quality of the different candidates since you didn't know anything have, about like, whatever that – Yeah. what? Well, well the, the, um, the, one of the things I found was like the top, the top interview questions for Scrum Masters, and some of them would have like a guide to what a good answer is to those questions. Um, but also what I found was if I interviewed four sure. or five people – um, and four or five people are getting close to the same answer, and then one person is totally off the wall. Um, I start to figure out which what, what is a correct answer um, versus not a correct answer. Uh-huh. So when you went back to your client, were you able to recommend? You know, you gave a short list of candidates. I assume were you able to rank them and recommend the the ones that you thought were the best hires? I didn't really rank them. Um, it, for that position, I gave like two or three of who I thought were the best candidates. Obviously, you did, though, separate them. Were those the only candidates you had, or did you actually separate them from uh, a number of others as well? Because that's ranking in case you don't realize it. Yeah, I gave them the best two or three candidates um, out of. Uh-huh. So you were able to pick. So would you, say, would you say that a generalist recruiter can do as good a job, or how, how good a job can a generalist do uh, as, as somebody who uh, only works one kind of position? They they can if they but they have to, it takes it might take them longer per position because they gotta learn it they have to read about the role they have to do their research on it um, make sure uh-huh. they understand the job description and what the words mean. Okay, so you didn't focus just on scrum masters. What was your next search like? Uh, what what was your follow what was your follow up? I did a lot of like software engineer, network engineers. Um, and so you didn't know anything about these jobs. <laughs> You knew nothing. But I've never worked in IT. Um, all I learned was from reading the job descriptions and looking at what the words meant. Uh-huh. And getting the jobs, the business development, were you getting all those jobs from this one buddy, or did you actually go oh, no, out? That was just that was just for the Scrum Master position. So, again, how did, you, how, did, how did you pick up jobs when you didn't know what you were talking about? Well, I learned over time at the beginning. I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, but I'm talking about the beginning, okay? Yeah. Let me do – you think about the answer. I'm going to do another another ad, okay? Hey, everybody, hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. I I don't know why they pay me to do ads for them because they are just so popular. They are, I think, the most popular sourcing tool around these days. You go to their site. You put in your search in normal – language, normal English, they create the search string for you. You don't have to be a Boolean expert. And then they return a whole slew of candidates ranked. Our our guest today says, I can't rank people. But they rank them for you, and then they guess what their salaries are. They guess who's going to be most ready to make a move. And you are rolling. Not only that, 
They're very famous for delivering good contact information, both personal and professional, phone numbers and email addresses. So go check them out. There's a free Chrome uh, extension. You could try it out that way. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Back to Casey. He's going to tell us how he sold his services when he's a, uh, to, to, to a company. You called up. Who did you call up? The engineering manager first? Who did you call at these companies? Yeah, whoever I could get on the phone. Um, I, I would try to go for the, whoever this position would be reporting to. <clears throat> I would try to avoid you know, How did HR, you find that out? How did you find that out? Did you ask the receptionist? LinkedIn. I would just search for, you know, IT manager or whatever the role might be on LinkedIn and then find out what their name is and call and ask for okay. them. So actually, I, were you calling Were you calling from ads that you found on Indeed and CareerBuilder? Is yeah. that how you, you got your leads? Yeah, most of it was calling ads on Indeed. Uh-huh. And you were doing a legitimate business that way. You said you were fairly successful. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And most people, what, what I found was people weren't quizzing me on my IT knowledge. Um, I would call them. Ask them, hey, you've been struggling. This position's been open for a while. Um, give me a shot. These are our terms. Um, and then I'd get back to them once I found candidates. Also what helped is a few months after I started, um, I was able to work with, I partnered with um, a recruiter, an IT recruiter who was more knowledgeable than I was. And she did most of the IT recruiting, and I did most of the sales, and that was a very good partnership. Okay. So she but would be able to get very technical with the candidates. Okay, when you when you when you called people up though and said, "Look, I see you've been struggling with this position," then you had to take a job order. And did you know what they were talking about, or did you have to tell them, "Look, I don't know anything. Can you break it down for me?" And what the most important things for this role is they must have they're they're nice to have, and just let them explain it to me. Uh huh. Jerry, really, really are you still on the thing. show? Jerry, did you disappear already, like usual? Yeah, I guess he's gone because he's in this business. I wanted you to teach him something, okay? Yeah, I'm Jerry on the show. Some... What do you mean? Okay. Well, what do you think about what Casey just said, or were you busy you know, uh, looking what, in the fridge? What did Casey just say? <laughs> Here's how he was doing his business, and he was very successful. He went to Indeed and CareerBuilder. He found uh, IT, IT jobs that were open for a while. He called the the, the managers up. And he would say, look, I see you're struggling with this position. How about giving it to me? And that was it. And he was off and running. And he didn't even know anything about IT. He was building a good business that way. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, that's possible. Sure. Radio show. Yeah. Radio show. What? I don't know. It sounds like Kathy's talking. Kathy, talk huh? you're talking to somebody. Needed. You're on the show. Close your I'm mic. I'm talking to my husband. <laughs> Well, well they, they, I'm not interested in hearing that conversation, okay? We're... Uh, you'd be very interested in hearing it, but you missed it. You, you make us feel like we're eavesdropping. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. I apologize. If it's not Maureen whispering, it's you talking to your husband. How come he's not at work? How come he's not at work? He actually is yeah. at work. His office is in the back of our house. Oh, I thought he was a judge. He is. Okay. I won't he go does into it remotely. It. Oh, you're kidding. Well, uh, what do you know? No, he has a big American flag and everything in his office. It's all done oh, okay. via um, oh, I see. Oh, hey, uh, side question. Does he have any inside scoop on uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, projected yeah. 
Jerry, the show's almost <laughs> over, okay? <laughs> let, 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 let me just ask. Let me ask something. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know what? Do you have any questions? Do you, do you have any special knowledge? I, you do have some special knowledge. I think that what you just told us is very interesting. Jerry was interested by uh, your feel, whatever method uh, of, of persuading people to do what you want them yeah. to. Uh, are there any other gems in that brain of yours that you think are important to share with me that I haven't asked you so far? Let's see. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, just... The obvious, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call people and ask for what you want. It's often just that yeah. simple. Uh-huh. You know, uh, let me see. You've got a lot of stuff in your in your, uh, in your your job descriptions on LinkedIn that I wouldn't imagine that uh, – uh-huh. have, have you ever presented a candidate to a hiring manager? You thought the candidate was perfect, and that hiring manager rejected her? Yeah, that's happened before. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example. Uh huh. You could just isn't that the problem with recruiting? You could just interviews? say yeah yesterday. <laughs> Let's see. That's the problem though yeah, with behavioral we... interviews. Okay, let, let, hold on. Michael Cox, I have a story for us while you're thinking. Michael Cox, do you have a story you want to share? No, man. It's just that happens all the time. And Why? And, and the pro. Well, I, so more often than not, I don't know. It's not just candidates that don't get feedback. So sometimes I submit a candidate and the hiring manager says, nah, and I'm trying to get the, the feedback behind the nah, and uh, sometimes you just don't get that. So you oh, got to be able to do that. Yeah, hold on. So you don't get you I mean, these guys won't even tell you why. They just say it's my, my personal preference. Is that legal? No, in they the don't United say that. States? They don't say anything. No. Yeah, is that legal? Why don't they mandate it that the person has to give a reason for rejection? So it's not a matter of bias. Well, I don't, I don't, don't think do you can. I don't think you can legislate uh, feedback. But, you could just uh, say, someone say someone else is better qualified. Say someone else. Yeah, but he doesn't. He, well, well, the, then he's going to have to prove it, uh, Kathy. Okay, and it doesn't yeah. sound like these guys are out to prove any. They just want to you know, go find more people, right? Yeah. Okay. They, but Michael G. Cox, Michael G. Cox, here's what the yeah. question was. Okay. What about when you think it's a really good candidate, the guy says, uh, I'm going to reject her. You don't fight back after you struggle oh, to find a really I, good I, candidate? I don't know if I would call it a fight, but I'm, I'm looking to have a conversation about why it is that this person was rejected. Help me to understand why. I need to document Look, this. When Especially it goes beyond when, when reason, I'm dealing with my internal hiring managers. Yeah, when in, it in goes Canada, beyond that's reason, considered fighting back. No, no, no. Look, move my, no, you listen. Border. I'll tell you what fighting back is. <laughs> when it goes beyond reason, when they give you a search and you, you know, it's not necessarily so easy. You're not picking these people off off trees, okay? And you you come up with someone who's very good, and you present it. Nah, I'm not interested. Find somebody else. You can't take that lying down. You have to really get forceful with this person and, and insist that this that they say, first of all, interview them, and if they don't want them, then they better well prove it, okay? You don't take that kind of stuff, for the guff from a hiring manager. No way. I don't, but I don't, I don't have to get terribly offensive and, and aggressive. Um, 
but I, I will tell them that, that that feedback is not sufficient, and I need to understand why you don't want to hire or, or at least consider this candidate when all of the boxes that you asked me to check off are checked off. So where am I off? I'm not going to redo this search for you until I have that feedback that helps me to adjust my search. Otherwise, we're going to okay. end up right back here again. I've got to tell you, I like what you just said, but the goal should not be to get uh, you know, a new spec for the search. Maybe that's required. Yeah. The real goal the real goal should be to get this candidate hired. You, cause you've done your job. You got the good person. They better come yeah. up with something completely different before you're saying, okay, you, you idiot, you gave me the wrong information the first time. I'll go back and find somebody else, but you better make sure this is you what you want. I'm not going on any more wild goose chases for you. Exactly. Okay? They have Usually to the spec doesn't change. Sometimes we come to a better understanding of the of the the potential that this candidate has. Okay. In, in, your, term, in, in your terms, what I just said is I won that battle. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Okay, Casey <laughs> Drengler, do you have a similar story? This, you know, I got support from you from the callers. Do you, did that stir up anything in your mind to give us your example? Yeah, I remember the recent situation where we had a, a great candidate that I saw and the hiring manager said no. Um, and the approach I took with this, with this hiring manager um, to protect her ego about it because I didn't want to um, just say, no, you're wrong, the line I used was based on this new information. So I went back to her and I said, you know, we get some more reference information. We have some more information about this candidate. We understand her situation better. Um, based on this new information, would you be willing to reconsider her for this role? Um, and then they did reconsider her and she ended up getting the job. Um, so if you can bring some new information to the hiring manager, it kind of protects their ego a little bit. Okay, ego is an issue. Yeah, with some hiring managers. Mm, mm. Is Kendra on the line? She hasn't said anything if she is. Kendra, are you here today? No. Okay, that's a great place to stop. Casey Drangler. <laughs> What can I tell you? You're, you're doing. I, I bet you there's a lot of recruiters doing the same kind of work as you, but it's so foreign to anything I've ever talked about before. You're hiring people who could be cashiers and you just sort of to babysit other people, and you don't ask for any kind of uh, technical background. I, I, I have to think about that. It's, it's very different, okay? But thanks for coming on the show, Kathy. Thanks for calling in. I, we wanted to make sure. I'll thank you again, Casey. You can thank me in a second. Hey, thank I, you I'm glad to hear you're okay, okay? Kathy, I'm very happy. Michael G. Cox, anybody else who called in, uh, we're happy. And again, Casey Drinkworks. Oh, Jerry, (laughs) you stayed till the end of the show. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, I've got nowhere else to go. (laughs) Casey, you 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 got to be flattered. Jerry, Jerry stayed. Jerry stayed. (laughs) Hold on, not yet. I'm not gonna play the music yet. It's sorry. My final thing is 21 below Fahrenheit. I'm sorry you have to go back to that. But Casey Finkler, Finkler, Casey Drinkler. Okay, can I take control again, please, and ask her a question? You got to do something with this thing, man. Do it. Do it. Come on. 
please. Please. Okay. Has everybody heard about the virtual Christmas Shut party? Up! January 21st. Shut if not, up! go to jerrytherecruiter.com. I will give you a chance if you ask me. Just don't butt in. I have not been able to talk for five minutes, okay? Forgive me. Yeah, you got 